welcome to the 17th edition of News Wrap. This is what to expect. Google opens its first ever product development center in Africa. Kenya introduces coding curriculum to be taught in primary and secondary schools. Why you may need to wait longer for 15% reduction in your electricity bills. And experts recommend continued washing of hands and wearing of face masks. I am Rodney Moses. We begin with sad news as Kenya is mourning after the death of the third president of Kenya, Mwai Kibaki. Announcing the death of the 91-year-old former head of state, President Uhuru Kenyatta, touted him as a figure who dedicated his life to public service, saluting him as one who had the people at heart and strove to make their lives better. President Uhuru Kenyatta declared a period of mourning including the flying of national flags at half-mast until a state funeral is held for Kibaki. The late president will be accorded a state funeral with full military honors and protocols. We from Newswrap offer our condolences and may he rest in eternal peace. Tech giant Google is investing in its first ever Africa product development center in the Kenyan capital Nairobi. This comes after the tech giant revealed plans to invest $1 billion over the next five years in October last year. The center is expected to build transformative products and services for the African market and the world. The center is Google's second major research and development investment in Africa after the tech giant set up an AI and research center in Ghana in 2019. The American company said it will hire more than 100 tech talent, 100 tech talent including software engineers, researchers and designers over the next two years to help solve difficult and technical challenges such as improving the smartphone experience for people in Africa or building a more reliable internet infrastructure. The company's CEO Sander Pichai announced in October last year that the company will invest a billion dollars in various projects on the continent over five years to help economies accelerate their digital transformation. It has already opened an artificial intelligence center in Accra, Ghana, focusing on innovations that can be applied to various challenges. Google said it plans to continue building partnerships, products, and services to get more people connected to the internet, support small and medium-sized businesses and non-profit organizations. Google joins the growing list of tech giants setting up innovation hubs in Nairobi. Two weeks ago and shortly after Microsoft launched a research and development center in Nairobi, Visa announced that it had set up its first innovation center to co-create payment and commerce solutions with partners. The government has unveiled a plan to spend 585 billion shillings in Kenya's ICT sector over the next 10 years. According to the Kenya National Digital Master Plan 2022-2032, about 17.3 billion shillings will be requir required this year alone for the digitization of government records and the building of the information technology infrastructure. Speaking during the unveiling of the policy at the Connect Kenya 2022 in Kuala County, ICT Cabinet Secretary Joe Musheru said the 10-year master plan will guide the country on development in the ICT sector and investments, adding that it also outlines the structured roadmap on the delivery of ICT infrastructure and services, development of ICT skills and provide 
guidance on investment priorities to both local and international investors. According to the plan, 5 billion shillings will be spent on the digitization of government records, while 800 million shillings will fund a digital skill gap survey across 10 sectors. The bulk of the expenditure will, however, go towards the building of infrastructure such as fiber, broadband rollout, the new data centers, and community networks. The plan will also see the installation of 25,000 internet hotspots in rural areas and other public places with 17 billion budgeted for 4,500 kilometers of fiber for Nairobi and County Metro by 2024. Startups working in the technology sector will also have access to a 500 million Kenya shillings development fund over the next four years that will also be channeled through innovation hubs. And still staying with matters ICT, the government of Kenya has approved the coding curriculum to be learned by secondary and primary school students that will teach coding to young learners. Kenya will become the pioneer country in the continent to adapt this technique which will be offered by Codris Africa, an online publishing company that focuses in preparing learners with 21st century skills. The company received approval from Kenya Institute of Curriculum Development to offer the syllabus. The curriculum will include practical lessons that will assist youngsters to develop their problem-solving skills. According to KICD's chief executive, Professor Charles Ongonde, he said children can start engaging in coding in early learning stages, unlike the past where coding was conceived as a high-level activity. Codris stated that in order to roll out the curriculum, they will seek synergy with other partners. The curriculum has an easy-to-use interface and can be taught by any school teacher. It will cover both primary and secondary school. The syllabus is in line with the government's efforts to promote technology through President Uhuru Kenyatta's digital literacy program. And the Kenya Revenue Authority wants Parliament to amend the Huduman Number Bill to allow it access data in the race to NAB tax sheets. The taxman wants the proposed law to include access to data that is beyond acquisition of legal information like identity cards or passports. This access will allow KRA to capture individuals who, sh who are above 18 years who are not paying their fair share of taxes at the moment. The state is seeking to net individuals who have evaded paying taxes by requiring that the Huduman number serves as KRA personal identification number. The number of taxpayers who filed returns in the year to June were 5.5 million, while official data shows that Kenyans above 18 years are 25.64 million. MPs have proposed further changes to the Biometric Identification Scheme or Huduman Number which will replace the KRAP in changes to the law that are designed to check tax cheats. The KRA wants Parliament to amend the government-backed Huduman Number Bill 2021 which amends the Tax Procedure Act to make biometric ID the key number for identifying taxpayers. The changes will allow KRA to access foundational data which includes personal data of a resident individual for attesting the individual's identity and includes biometric data and biographical data. 
This means that children offered their Huduma number will automatically be listed as taxpayers once they attain 18 years and will be required to file returns annually irrespective of their income status. It also means that all adults will be required to register with KRA offering the taxman a large pool of people than the 5.5 million that it has netted through their returns. The Treasury has allocated $2 billion for nuclear development and exploration of coal. This even after a task force appointed by President Uhuru Kenyatta to look into the country's power purchase agreement recommended the dropping of the Nuclear Power Energy Agency, NUPEA. The John Gumi-led team argued that it was unlikely that Kenya would go into nuclear power production soon. Nupea was established over a decade ago in anticipation of an economic boom that was expected to increase electricity demand both for manufacturing and households. At the same time, Kenya's economy had recorded a gross domestic product growth rate of 8.1%, the highest it had seen in over 20 years. Taxpayers spent 537.7 million shillings and 509.98 million in the year to June 2018 and in the year to June 2019 respectively financing new payer activities. A huge chunk of the money was spent on paying salaries, wages and allowances and conducting environmental impact studies of the proposed nuclear power plants. The funds have also been used to develop nuclear policies, assess their delocation for the nuclear plants and train new payer workers. Nengumi-led task force in its report to President Uru Kenyatta noted that the entity is not necessary at all, that its functions can easily be carried out by existing parastatals under the Ministry of Energy. The state is yet to open talks for a review of power purchase agreement signed over the years by Kenya Power, signaling further delay of the promised electricity bill cut for homes and businesses by 15%. In independent power producers revealed on Thursday they were yet to receive invitations for talks on cutting wholesale power prices and ultimately lower consumer bills. This contradicts a Ministry of Energy statement issued in January which indicated that the talks had started and promised cheaper electricity by March 31st. The Electricity Sector Association of Kenya, ESAC, and the lobby for Kenya's top IPPs maintained that the talks were yet to start amid opposition from the foreign-backed power producers to lower tariffs. The Ministry of Energy had opted for negotiations over forcing the IPPs to lower tariffs in the wake of opposition from the funds. The IPPs opposed the reduction, arguing that Kenya has no unilateral right to alter the contracted capacity and payments, saying instead that the state has a duty to protect PPAs, which are inked over a period of 20 years. They reckoned that they spent billions of shillings in building power plants through a combination of debt and shareholder funds that were sourced on strength of the PPAs or wholesale electricity tariffs. China has cut fresh financial commitment to Kenya's development projects by nearly four times in seven years, falling behind Japan on the list of the top bilateral lenders to the East African nation for the second year running. The Treasury has in the budget estimates for the financial year starting July listed Japan as the largest source of bilateral loans and grants leapfrogging China which has been the biggest financier for nearly a decade. 
Beijing is projected to lend Kenya 29.46 billion shillings for the fiscal year 2022-2023, a sharp cutback from 140.03 billion shillings in the 2015-2016 budget. China remains the biggest bilateral creditor by far due to a big due to big ticket deals it has inked with Kenya in the last decade to fund and build mega infrastructure proje projects such as road and a modern railway. The Treasury budget estimates show slightly more than half of the projected loans from China in the coming year will be injected into projects largely power transmission infrastructure under the energy ministry. Other beneficiaries are the infrastructure department, largely roads, while the ICT and water and sanitation ministry following closely. Funding from Japan is on the other hand earmarked for projects under infrastructure department, the energy ministry and the treasury. The debt containment measures are aimed at easing the debt payment load on taxpayers with the government in recent years using about half of the tax receipts to pay creditors. The measures include cancellation of some on dispersing external loans, rearrangement of syndicated external loans and increasing the issuance of treasury bonds to lengthen the maturity structure and improve debt sustainability indicators. Dealers in second-hand clothes have petitioned the government to set up a sorting center in Kenya for re-exports. The sector lobby, the Mitumba Association of Kenya, says a sorting facility will cut costs incurred along the supply chain as they target high-demand markets. The sector launched a report on Thursday that shows that Kenya is well-positioned geographically to act as a global hub linking other markets throughout Africa to the US and Europe. The report said that an African hub would have considerable benefits and it would create job opportunities and increase the export of textiles to the largest African markets. It is estimated each sorting facility can directly create up to 500 jobs with further employment in related sectors. Currently, there are about 2 million Kenyans working in the Mitumba market. Speaking at the launch, Mr. Resian Jenga, the chairperson of the Mitumba Association, said young unemployed Kenyans would have benefit from the labor-intensive industry. Local textile manufacturers have been pushing for ban on importation of the used garments as part of plans to revive the cotton sector and support the Buy Kenya Build Kenya initiative. But the Kenyan government has been holding back due to uproar from the sector. And finally, medical experts have recommended continued hand washing and use of masks as a new lifestyle norm to reduce the spread of flu and other viral diseases such as COVID-19. This was some of the resolutions reached during an international conference held at the Kenyatta University in Nairobi this week to commemorate the experience of COVID-19 and take stock of best practices and lessons. The meeting called for multi-sectoral action and inclusive approach to health promotion. The medics underscored the role of health promotion officers who play a key role to accelerate uptake of COVID-19 vaccine through awareness creation. Whereas Kenya has made remarkable success in the control of the spread of COVID-19, the medics regretted that the country is yet to achieve vaccination targets. Experts continue to express concern over the low uptake of COVID-19 vaccine, a situation that has been partly blamed on the easing of containment measures. That is it for this week. Be sure to subscribe to our weekly news podcast 
just look up Newswrap on Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Overcast, anywhere else you get your podcast and get weekly updates. My name is Rodney Moses and this is Newswrap. Thank you.